Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee. Today, I'm grateful. Sit back and relax so we can chat about what is happening up in the stars above. But I want to start this morning with what our sunrise looked like this today. You know, every morning the sun rises, but here in the Pacific Northwest and likely in other parts of the country at this time of the year, it's hard to see the sunrise, right? It's so cloudy or it's foggy, raining, that kind of thing. But this morning, oh my Lord, the clouds parted and we could see uh, this beautiful, colorful sunrise. And of course, I live on the west side of the Cascade Mountains. So looking to the to the east toward those mountains this morning, you could see all of these cloud formations that are often a part of the winter uh, landscape where they get lenticular like caps over the top of them. But my husband caught a particularly beautiful picture of one forming over Mount Baker, which is to my north and east a bit. And oh, right? It just makes it so worth getting up this early in the morning <laughs> to see these beautiful coral colors, tur turquoise colors, uh, pinks, and oh, amazing. So it made me really inspired today for uh, being alive, right? Being on the planet, color, and just beauty. So today we're actually going to do something a little bit different. In uh, mostly because there we have a quiet week ahead. There's not a whole lot of astrological uh, feedback stuff going on. And that's probably a good thing since last week was kind of, you know, there was a little few hairy moments of, of craziness going on. And in the background, we still have a lot of things going on. For example, the North Node at the Gate of Shock. Um, Uranus and Jupiter coming ever closer to their conjunction. So those things are still happening, you know, they're still going on in the background, but there's nothing new sort of being added to that soup pot today. <laughs> so it gives me an opportunity to do a couple of different things. So for one thing, I want to go when we talk about the moons this morning, the moon is in Virgo right now, and uh, will enter into a void later today, and then change signs as we get into very early tomorrow morning. Uh, so it gives me an opportunity then to take a look at, well, what are the gates in human design that will be impacted? So that gives us an energetic signature of what this particular um, span of degrees in astrology uh, or on the zodiac wheel give us in terms of the energy that's present. So when I think of, of astrology, I always think of it as being more mechanical. Like, indeed, there are assignations to every degree. So we know, you know, every degree has a meaning from the Sabian symbols. Um, but every degree, looking up every degree is kind of difficult, right? Every day you'd have to look it up and go, okay, well, the moon moving, you know, several degrees in a day <laughs> can be a little harder than it sounds, right? <laughs> it's not like, oh, okay, it's 12 noon. So now the moon is in this Sabian symbol. But if we look at it through human design, we get a different sort of, we have a span of degrees that has a certain amount of, of energy to it or a certain meaning to it. And it gives us an idea of how we might be experiencing the day through those energetic signatures, right? So today we're going to take a look at the deeper issues of the moon today 
and I wish I could do this every day, right? Coming on air and doing this every day would be a little bit tedious, but it does give us this, you know, how do we start our week? So that's that one. And then for the bulk of the show today, I think what we'll do is we're going to dive into manifesting. You know, we're sitting, last week, as I told you, we were sitting in this space of dream time, at least until we get to February 2nd or 3rd. You know, we've had, we've come through the gateway of the human design new year, but we enter into that new year at the end of the quarter. And giving us time and space to evaluate where we've been in the previous year, what have we accomplished, what haven't we accomplished, what might our goals be, how might our goals be different as we move forward. And then, you know, we get to February 3rd, I believe it is, which just happens to be in bulk. Interesting, right? We'll talk a little more about what that's about. And so we are firmly in this space right now of dreaming about what might be, of what do we want to create. But there are some key things to understand about yourself in order to make the most of this time and to make the most of what it is that you want to manifest. So many times I hear from people about what they want right? They might want to create a higher income. They might want to create more health. They might want to create better relationships. But just saying that isn't enough, right? You have a personal template through which you are here to manifest your dreams or your goals. And that is different for everybody, right? There's different things that we can look at. But there are also some general things that we can look at that will help you understand how to manifest or how it is that you set intentions. Okay, so I want to talk about that. All right, so uh, good morning to everybody who's popping in here. Good morning, Pam Zaruba, JLo, happy moon day to you too. Debbie says happy Mardi Gras. It's my cruise parade week. I didn't even realize we were getting close to that, Debbie, but of course we are. Uh, Leilani, hello to you. Christine, good morning. Pauline, hello. Teddy, hello. Corey, hello. And uh, treat yourself. Julie, good morning to you. It's good to see you all with us this morning. So um, we really only have one astrological transit to talk about. And I'll get to that after we talk about the moon. So like I said, it's kind of a quiet week in terms of like what's happening in the stars above. But because there's so many big things that have already happened, we're still kind of in the flow of those transits, right? So keep that in mind that while it's a quiet week and I'm telling you, well, there's not much going on, there could still be a lot going on, right? Because those transits don't happen and then disappear and never come back. They kind of happen. And then they kind of keep happening. And they kind of get deeper and they might disappear a little bit, but then they come back up. So you're not completely done with any of the transits until you've actually incorporated that wisdom or integrated that wisdom into your heart, mind and soul. Okay. So today, as we look at the moon, we're in the later degrees of Virgo. In fact, when I pulled the chart this morning, which was at, uh, about six in the morning, <laughs> what was I doing up that early? Um, the moon was at 2135 of Virgo. So we're ending a Virgo transit. 
And that means we are kind of culminating the moon's wisdom coming through that Virgo energy. And where we find it in our human design is up on the Ajna, in, which is the second center down. It is the center of the mind, right? So we have a gate, 47, that is called mindset. As the moon is emotional, we have the energy of emotions moving through the mind. Okay, so now we have this mental field and this emotional field of energy that is um, maybe giving us positive uh, insight today, right? Getting some, uh, some real clarity around things. It's a very intuitive place in our human design, even though it's on the Ajna, which by the way, is uh, um, the center that we think of for th- that we think about thinking. <laughs> its energy is around certainty. And it is comparing and contrasting. It is uh, memory recall. It is where we recall details about things and how we can, you know, make our thinking um, create an outcome, right? Where we're taking something, analyzing something, maybe critically thinking about. Now, the gate 47 is often thought of as a gate of epiphany. So it is definitely a gate of mindset. It brings us clarity and insight. And sometimes it comes to us with the snap of a finger, where a, an aha moment to something that has been confusing sort of comes clear, right? So we can be ready today for something like that to occur. This is a good period as well to reflect on your life purpose and direction and to align with what your inner truth is, your inner truth, right? Not mine, but your own inner truth. And because the energy right now anyway is, uh, it's more preferential at this point to be in that evaluative period, to be thinking about or considering what do you want? Where do you want to go? What's your life purpose? What's your direction? What do I want from here, right? And then aligning your actions with your inner truth. There's the hard part, right? This is why I'm thinking it's such a great day to talk about manifesting because, well, how do we do that, right? So we'll be talking about that. We might experience those moments of epiphany or revelation, as well as a feeling of being intuitively guided towards something. Synchronicity could be higher today, right? As we move through this period of time, you might be thinking about your dreams that you had last night and what wisdom might have lied in those dreams, in that uh, interesting symbology that comes up in our dreams at night. But we can also feel very restless and impatient during this period of time as we want to manifest ASAP. Like, I want it now. I need it now, right? If I don't get that XYZ this moment, then I'm never going to get it, right? Or it's never going to happen for me. So that restlessness is driving us to think a lot. (laughs) This is a gate, after all, on the Ajna Center. It's a gate of thinking. And the thinking here can get us into trouble because what we come up against right away is our mindset. And our mindset is our established pattern of thinking. 
So for example, just track with me here for a second and we'll, we'll finish this. Something happens in your life. And uh, let's say uh, a relationship issue jumps to the surface of your life. Then it runs immediately into a pattern that you have established. And this is unconscious, by the way, right? Uh, it's not always very conscious about how we react or respond to the challenges that appear in our lives. And that's partly because we have these established patterns, right? As soon as somebody says something to you that you don't like, there's this pattern that pops out, how you respond to that, or mostly how we react to that, <laughs> right? How we tell them they're full of you know what, uh, or that you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. So we have this, um, this way of uh, reacting to everything that comes up. So if you are here today to tell me that you want to manifest something, like I want to manifest the uh, man of my dreams or the woman of my dreams, right away, you're coming up against a set of beliefs, a set of experiences that have shown you through time what is possible or not possible for you. But what is possible or not possible for you is all a process of your mindset. Okay, right? If you're in a positive mindset and you think that anything literally that you want can be yours, that's a whole lot different than what typically happens, which is every time I try to manifest this, this happens, right? It falls all apart. That's our typical one, right? And so we give up. So this gate is really going to be helpful or the moon at this gate might be very helpful in aligning to what does it feel like to have what you want? Because we have to be careful here not to overthink or overanalyze because that can lead us to confusion and doubt and worse, doubting ourselves, doubting that it's possible for us to have what we want, doubting that we have the knowledge, we have the wisdom, we have the, I mean, self-worth, worthiness to receive, right? So this gate, very important with the moon moving through here. And remember, the moon moves fast. So if you are thinking down on yourself during this period of time as the moon goes through here, that feeling can last for you for longer than the transit, okay? Because it's got now a caught in your mind. It's like those songs, right? You get it caught in your mind. You hear a, 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 a song or it comes to your mind and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> We call those earworms, right? Where they just get stuck in your head. So trust your intuition today and uh, follow your flow, whatever that is. And don't force or try to rush things to happen. Remember that you're, you're, we're nestled in a cycle that is nestled in a bigger cycle that is nestled in a bigger cycle. And everything happens in the right and perfect time. We can't force it. All we can do is take the steps that are in front of us to take. And this transit will also help us release mental blocks that we have, limiting beliefs that we have, um, that the limiting beliefs and blocks that are holding us back from our full-on expression of our uh, potential. But you have to notice them. You have to be aware of them. So this is an awareness. By the way, the Ajna is an awareness center. It doesn't have any power of energy to make decisions or to take actions from or to decide what actions to take. 
the ashna is purely awareness. I am aware of what I am thinking, of how I am critically analyzing something, of maybe even what my blocks are or restrictions in my mind are, right? That is all that the mind can do. It cannot really create anything. Okay, now this transit might also help us be more open-minded and curious, like what, what more is possible? What could be? If I got out of my own way, what could be? And in that, we might be more willing to explore possibilities or perspectives or ideas or become inspired. Okay, so that's the moon transiting through the gate 47. Now, we add to that, though, because the moon doesn't just stay in the 47 all day. Today, the moon transits through two gates in your human design. The second gate that it transits through is on the emotional center. And this is why I'm thinking if your thinking gets out of control or you get down on yourself or you start thinking about overthinking, then as the moon moves on to the next gate, which is in the solar plexus, now you have impact, right? The gate six is where the moon moves next. And it indicates a time of emotional intensity and potential conflict often inner conflict. It is sometimes a conflict. It we, God help us, it's sometimes called the gate of war. Remember, we have a gate of peace on the emotional center. And that's the gate we were talking about on Friday. But we also have a gate of war or conflict. And this is the one, the six on the solar plexus. So that particular gate is about finding balance between peace and war. Love, and hate, uh, harmony, and chaos. How do we find that balance? Okay. The challenge is to use your emotional awareness as the solar plexus is becoming more and more a center of awareness. Right now, it's a center of energy flow because our emotions are like tides, right? We don't have the ability at this moment. We're learning it. We have to practice it. Um, we don't have neutrality in our emotions. So we're easily triggered by events outside of us, by things people say, by our own thoughts, right? Our perceptions. And that type of thing can take us into emotional reaction. And this is where the challenge to use your emotional awareness comes in because you have to make wise decisions that benefit yourself and others, not that shoot yourself in the foot, right? Um, the gift here in, in the, with the moon transiting through the gate six was going to be able to transform those negative emotions into positive ones and to create meaningful connections to your intentions, to the people in your life, to your work, to your children or family, those kinds of things with others in general. And the key for our success in this way is to be honest with ourselves and others. Avoid projecting your feelings outward onto someone else, right? We're really good. We're master <laughs> projectors in some cases, right? Not projectors like the type in human design, but we can, you know, project outward onto people. This is why we have relationships so that we can see ourselves more clearly. Because of our tendency to project outward onto others, we can see in the other 
what is off within ourselves or what is awesome within ourselves, right? When we see ourselves surrounded by these beautiful people that have all of these opportunities, then you too are part of that. When we see ourselves in a relationship where it's abusive or where it is um, not a happy relationship, then the reflection is back to us. Where am I abusing myself? Where am I not happy with myself? It's not that person. Now, generally speaking, there could be literal physical abuse, but it really would begin with you. Why am I tolerating that? Why am I allowing that? And literally, you have to keep reeling it back in. What does it mean to you? So today's day with the moon could be a little tricky, a little tricky, especially if you get triggered in the mind and then it carries on over to the solar plexus in the emotions where it really impacts us hard, right? That is a very impactful gate, the gate six. There are red flag gates in human design. The gate six is one of them. It's a red flag gate because it can cause all kinds of conflict or chaos within us, right? As we are triggered by something someone says, something someone does, something that happens in the world, that type of thing. Now, the moon will slip into the void at 3.20 this afternoon, my time, so West Coast time, so 6.20 p.m. So it happens late in the day, which is a good thing, right? We're winding down, and it's in the void until 12.04 a.m. tomorrow morning, my time. So 3.04 a.m. So all of us tomorrow wake up pretty much with the moon in Libra. So we move out of the work energy, the practical energy of Libra, I mean of Virgo, and into the relationship-oriented, balance and harmony-oriented energies of Libra. And then the moon will be in Libra for the next few days after that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Good morning, Asa. Uh, good morning, Raj Kumar. And it's nice to have you with us. Um, I was able to enjoy myself at my grandbaby's birthday party. That's from JLo. Awesome. Uh, TJ, Pineapple Express on its way, getting sandbags ready. It's our life in the Pacific Northwest, right? It sounds like California is going to get it worse than us, though, TJ. Uh, so we can we can relax a titch. But as soon as I say that, then it'll happen here instead. And you know, so be prepared, but don't be in fear. Um, okay. Uh, Julie says, I'm so happy to hear that God is good. Uh, okay. And I'm looking to see if there's any questions. Uh, okay. Julie, I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me there, but we'll go on. Good morning, Terry. It's good to see you. Uh, okay. Now, let's talk a moment about the biggest transit of the week. It's actually happening today, and then we're kind of left with that going through the week. And it's one that's a little tricky because it's Mars. Mars in a trine to Uranus in Taurus. So Mars is in Capricorn, an Earth sign, practical, goal-setting, ambition, drive, right? Mars is drive. Mars in Capricorn kind of links that physical drive, that physical stamina uh, to the energy of setting goals or of moving forward in a planned way of setting goals and, and following the steps, right? That's powerful. And in a trine to Uranus and Taurus, right? Uranus and Taurus, Taurus is also an earth sign. It's also 
like practical and it is uh, very earthy in its endeavors. So what we have here is this powerful aspect that can help us ground in our dreams, our goals, right? Our ambitions, our hopes, our <laughs> aspirations, whatever words you want to use here. But you'd have to be aware that Uranus brings in the possibility of upset or changes or opportunities, right? That for us to transform. So we have a very powerful transformational energy. Mars represents our drive, our energy, our courage, our boldness to move forward. While Taurus or Uranus, the energy of freedom and innovation and uh, kind of originality or, you know, eccentricity, our, our uniqueness, right? So we're, we're bringing these two planets together, which by the way, I have not finished reading this article yet, so I can't speak intelligently to it, but get this. Uh, I was reading, I don't know, must have been on Sunday, Saturday, I don't know. Uh, hold on, I got to get it up here because I'm pretty sure I left it on my screen. There's an article in Popular Mechanics, and this goes to, this speaks to Uranus and his tendency to bring innovation and inventiveness and like revelation to us. And here's the title. Scientists believe they've unlocked consciousness and it connects to the entire universe. Oh, don't go away there. And then look at that picture. Isn't that awesome? So essentially the article so far as I can get, and this is popular mechanics, right? This is, this is not like some obscure magazine rag mag, you know, out there. Nope. This is something very, you know, important. And essentially, the article is talking about these, these things in our brain called microtubules. Don't get caught up in the whole, it's just, uh, uh, that's the structure that's in our brain cells that receives consciousness as it streams in from the universe. And it holds all potential, all potential. So it's kind of like in quantum physics, when we talk about a wave, a wave function, that all particles of light are waves until they're observed. Once they become observed by you or me, they become particles, like they coalesce into reality based on what we think, right? Based on our own minds, based on our own consciousness, right? So if we have something like this that's coming through science telling us that consciousness comes in, it's unformed, it holds all potential until it meets the microtubules in your brain and in my brain, in which case then consciousness gets transmitted into or translated into our beliefs and our possibilities, our probabilities. It's crazy, right? Crazy good. It's crazy good. Now, I haven't finished reading that article. And uh, I think if you wanted to, I have an Apple iPhone. So I got this from my news feed. Um, the uh, subtitle says, it's just a simple quantum wave that can interact with everything that's ever existed. <laughs> Mind blown. And I just love that science and spirit move closer and closer together. I mean, 
that's popular mechanics people how often have you heard the word consciousness coming through popular mechanics how much have i mean other than you know the cosmos in terms of the stars the star dust and the dark matter and the gravity and the gravitons and all of that that are scientific consciousness i love it uh so it's just an example so to speak of some of the potential um ahas coming as we move forward in time this year now that pluto's at uh in aquarius again okay now when let's go back to mars trining uranus when these two planets align in a harmonious way which is what they are doing you can expect to experience a boost of confidence in in your behavior uh motivation creativity spiking in a way to help you be more creative you might feel inspired, more inspired than usual to take action on your goals or to pursue your dreams, right? Uh, or your passions, to break free from whatever's holding you back, all possible here today. You might also have unexpected things that happen, right? Unexpected breakthroughs, surprises, that can lead to positive incomes or, or outcomes or new possibilities, right? All those things are possible today. So it is up to you how you are going to handle this energy, right? You can embrace change. You can experiment with new ideas as this can, you know, be the way that you find your path to, to express your individuality. Um, but we have to be careful as well. Mars sometimes does not see the yield or the stop sign. It just blows right through it, right? So we have to, to be careful that we don't act impulsively or recklessly um, or defiantly. There's that one too, as that can cause conflict and uh, instability, especially as the moon will be moving through the gate six later today. You want to be very careful that you don't get emotionally carried away by anything that anybody brings up or anything that's going on around you. Be careful. Just be careful. We want to take action. We want to move forward. But remember, the bigger time period that we're in is we're cradling the opportunities, the possibilities, the inspiration, the goals, the dreams, right? We're still working on evaluating what things that we want to take uh, and do. Now, um, we also want to be mindful of our finances because Uranus can bring sudden gains or losses. I'm wondering if there will be a volatility in the stock markets between, you know, today and the next couple of days. We'll see, right? I don't, I'm not a financial astrologist, but I do know that when you have these two coming together, there could be a lot of buying and selling, um, and that can lead to some volatility in the markets. We'll see. All right. Questions. Uh, uh, okay, so JLo says, we've discovered it, and they steal it and write it nicely because they have something and a bigger platform. I don't. Okay, well, I'll have to talk to you more about that. Uh, at any rate, um, thanks, Janet. I saw that, but the article was subscription only. So when I come across that, when it's a subscription only, I'll take the title and I'll copy and paste it into like Google or uh, a Bing and see if I can get the article uh, somewhere else, right? Like somebody else is presenting it. It is a fascinating article, though. Um, 
Okay, now let's go back to uh, manifesting. So right now we are in this very spiritual time between the worlds, if you will, right? This time where uh, some people have called it the dream time. Um, other people might just say, you know, it's a time of, of uh, evaluation or consideration um, before we actually take action, right? We all thought January 1st was the new year and we have to have our New Year's resolutions. We have to be ready to hit the floor running so that we can make the most out of 2024 in this case, right? But that's simply not true, right? That's the, the, the Gregorian calendar. It has no life in it. It has no spiritualness in it. Its only purpose is really for record keeping, for tax purposes, right? So we know, oh, it's time to get our tax stuff together so that we can, I was going to say something worse, <laughs> we can get our tax stuff together so we can, you know, do that yearly pain in the neck thing that we have to do with our taxes. And that, so that calendar tells us, you know, basically it's mechanical, there are other calendars, the lunar calendar, human design, Pleiadian earth calendar, the astrological zodiac wheel calendar that give us a deeper sense of timing, of what's right and what's right timing. And for that, we can look at the human design new year, which we just passed through on the 23rd of January. That was last Tuesday, where we enter into this time period of a couple of weeks worth of being able to tap in to the stream of consciousness, right? Let, let your microtubules kind of grasp onto uh, what energies are flowing into the earth from the cosmos. And then set some goals, right? What would you know, align with your heart? I guess before you even can set goals, you've got to know what you want. I think sometimes that's the hardest thing. What do I want? At least for me. Like, what do I want to create? And literally, it wasn't until this morning when I'm putting on my makeup that I got what I want. So what do I want to create? Now, I don't need to take any other steps on that yet except to start to flesh that out. What does that look like? So, you know, um, when we when we start the process of a goal or an intention. I'm going to use the word intention because I like that that word best. Um, we have to know for each one of us how is it that we are made to set intentions. Now there, because there is no one size fits all prescription for creation. There isn't. There simply isn't. Right there are. There are at least seven different factors that I could look at in, in doing a manifesting blueprint with somebody, for example, about how it is that you're designed to create versus how I'm designed to create versus how your spouse, your kids are designed to create. It's very different, right? But so that's why when, you know, you set out to create something, it may or may not come to fruition because you might be doing it in a way that's not correct for you or you're doing what you think you should do, but not something that really comes from your heart. Like, what do I really want? So the first thing to understand is how do you create intentions? And there's basically two types. One way you could say is about what is it that you want to add to your life, right? 
um, so we would we would think of that as being inclusive, right? What do I want to bring in to my life? And in that case, you also need to release something from your life. Like if you want to bring in good health, then you're going to have to release poor health, right? So if you're that type of person, you need to make room for what you do want, okay? You can't just simply say, okay, I want this. I know this is what I want to add to my life because if you don't release something, you're not, there's no room for it, okay? So you can be reluctant to let go if you're this type of person. You might be very reluctant to let go of people, relationships, things, jobs, stuff, right? Hoarding. Hoarding is one of those things like, oh, I might need this <gasps> someday when I'm, you know, when I have time, I might want to do that creative art project. So I got to keep all of these art things when they've gone bad. Like I have this set of pens right now that I'm pretty sure are all dried up and have no place to go <laughs> except to the trash, but I'm reluctant to let them go. Where's that happening elsewhere in your own life? Like, what is it that you need to um, let go of? Because holding on to everything doesn't leave you room to integrate the new, right? So about half of you are going to be that kind. What do your setting of an intention begins with an idea of what it is I want to add to my life, all right? Now, others of you, including myself in this case, we are more exclusive, in the way that we set intentions. And that means we're going to zero in on what we want to create by understanding what we don't want in our lives, like a process of elimination. Like, I don't want that. And this sounds negative, but it really isn't. It's about tuning in. I don't want this. I don't want this. But that leaves this. And okay, that's kind of a good thing. We might notice what other people, you might notice what other people are doing that you don't like. Um, you might notice that things that people have that you don't want. Um, it's just a process of excluding the experiences that don't resonate with you. So rather than saying, I want to add this, you're eliminating the things that don't resonate. And then usually by process of elimination, you have what your intention is. It gets clearer and clearer as you do the process of elimination. And I, I know that sometimes that can come off, like I said, as negative, but also like snooty or snobby. I've had that feeling for myself too, where, you know, people are like, why don't you do it this way? Why don't you go do it like Joe Blow over here does her astrology? Because I don't want to. It doesn't fit me. So, some of you are going to be the, I want to add to my life kind of intention setter. And some of you are going to be the kind that's kind of just running through. Nope, not that. Nope, not that. Nope, not that. Okay. And we have to be more pro, we have to be proactive either way. You, either way you are, you have to be more proactive about how it is that you're going to set your intentions. And right now, the reason we're doing this is because this is the intention setting time, right? You're, we're getting, I would even say the next new moon, which actually comes February 9th, is the best probable moon to set intentions for the whole entire year, right? For the big things that you want in your life. Okay, so now that you know how to, uh, that you're going to be one of those two. And by the way, I do a reading 
for people on this. This is called a manifesting blueprint. And it's a very simple process to go through. And I share with you how it is that you're designed to do these things, right? Because you might think that you're one way, but you're really another way. <laughs> like I would have thought I was an add to until I found out I was not. And then I was like, oh, of course that makes sense because I compare myself all the time to other people. Okay. Now, the other thing that you need to think about is where does that inner jolt come from that tells you that you need to change? Where, where does the um, impetus, that's a better word, uh, for change come from? For some people, probably 50% of you, that impulse comes from within you to a reaction that you have to something inside of you. And uh, it could be that you observe circumstances in your own life that you can no longer tolerate. And that's what, pro that's what kind of pushes you to set those intentions, right, to get moving on that intention. So the, the process of manifesting uh, begins when you notice that you want a change in your life or your circumstances or your, you know, your job, whatever it is, right? So it's an inner sort of call for you. Now, you have to be aware that sometimes that inner voice can be triggering a bunch of reactivity, right? So if you're an inner voice person or an inner change person, you might have a lot of things yapping at you about, oh, I need to get healthy. Oh, I need to get fit. Oh, I need to eat better. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. So you start becoming reactive to all of these inner thoughts that are coming. The reactivity can stop you from actually taking any steps forward. Um, and instead, you might start catering to what everybody else wants because it's too noisy in your own head, right? So you have to be noticing what it is that you want to change in your life from within you. That's going to be the first step, perhaps, to setting the intention is I'm noticing that I'm not happy with the level of income I'm making. I'm not happy with my personal relationships. I'm not happy with my body. Okay. Now, others, the other half of you are going to, the change is going to come from a place of inner dissatisfaction, right? I, looking outside of me, and I see others doing better than me, or I see other people doing these fun things. And I want that for me, right? So there's the outer world that prompts you to change, right? So it's like looking in the mirror of other people's uh, circumstances. And by the way, this is not right or wrong. This is, <laughs> when it comes right down to it, it's about who you are, right? It's about who you are. And <clears throat> just by the way, when I do this kind of work, I'm not I'm not doing it from this third dimensional level. I'm going into your seventh dimensional self. That's where our manifesting blueprint resides. That's where it's created by you as a soul, right? That's where it resides. And that's where I have to bring it in. And that's why sometimes it's very difficult for us. We have difficulty sometimes maintaining fifth dimensional awareness. 
how would it be to get to the seventh dimension, right? It's a little, I mean, we obviously were here on this planet, so we can reach it. So all I do is reach it and bring it in, share it with you so that you can begin the process of living life on your terms, manifesting your dreams, okay? Now, anytime we want to create something new in our lives, we have to create a shift in our vibration because literally manifesting is all, I mean, anything is possible. <clears throat> so let's first go back there. Anything is possible. If you can think of it, if you can dream it, it is possible. The only reason we don't get what we want is because we don't stick with it long enough or we don't do the work to shift our vibration enough to come into alignment with it. It's simple. <laughs> it's really very simple. The reason you don't have what you want is because you have not yet aligned with what you want. And alignment is about doing the steps, right? T doing the third dimensional work because you're in 3D. You live in 3D because you're a physical being. You have a physical body. That's 3D. And you live on a planet. When your feet are on the ground, you are on something that we perceive as solid. That's 3D. And the reason we don't align with what it is that we want is because we're not taking the steps, right? New action equals manifestation. We can't just keep doing the same old things we've always done. Otherwise, we'd already have what it is that we want, right? It's like that definition of insanity, hitting yourself up against the wall and expecting a new result and not getting that result because you haven't taken the steps to align with what you want. Okay, so how do we shift that? And that's going to be different for us as well. Um, some people need to be innovative and to create the new stuff, embracing vibrational states that are unique to you, right? Rather than modeling what others have done, if you are an innovative type of person, which, like I said, about 50% of you are going to be like this, then you want to be original. And you literally want to make up your own way of doing things. You want to be very unique and very you. You would want to ask yourself questions like, um, what would my way of doing this be? What would be a totally different solution to this problem? What hasn't been done yet? Mm, that's a good question. Now, you want to watch out in this case, if you're shifting your vibrational uh, energy this way, you want to be careful for being impractical, right? You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to, you know, toss out the baby with the bathwater to start over. You just want to be able to do things in a way that's right for you. Very much a um, nonconformist sort of way of being. And then some of you on the other side are... Um, sort of reacting to the outer world and reinventing yourself, reinventing. So the process of manifesting for a person like that or changing the vibrational state comes from um, taking the bits and the pieces of what you've done before or of what other people have done and bringing them together in a reinventive sort of way.
So shifting your vibrations to, to align with your intention for you would be about asking yourself questions like, do I like this? Can I use this? Can I change this some way to make it better? Um, can I put this together in a different way? It's like uh, someone who's following a recipe for a soup. And instead of using uh, the same ingredients that you've always used, you're like, hmm, what would happen if I took leeks instead of onion? What would happen if I did kale instead of whatever, right? Changing up the atmosphere. Now, you have to be very careful in this way. Changing your vibrational state can't be about copying what other people did. Reinventing is about looking at other things that you've done, you can use things too that other people have done, but you're putting them together in a new way. And that is going to be how it is that you shift your vibrational rate to come into alignment with your intention. Right? All right. Now, I'm kind of going backwards through this process because I don't know, it just made sense to me. I'm a reinventive, right? It made sense for me to do this in a different order than what we would normally do uh, because I thought everything starts with the intention, right? What's my intention? All right. Now, um, some people are able to create a vibrational shift through one of two ways, being consistent taking consistent action in um, a specific way. So for example, if you um, have an intention to create a higher income, let's say, then you have to take consistent action to create something new toward that end every day. You're wired in a, in a way for stick-to-itiveness right? You are ideally choosing things, actions, new actions that are focused on your desired result and implementing them on a consistent basis, right? So it's important here then I'm going to go into human design because it's important then to know what your type and strategy is, because sometimes you can stick to the wrong plan. If you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you can take that formidable, uh, sustainable life energy and you can be using it toward the wrong end, right? You can be sticking to the wrong plan. And so, so you need to be aware of that so that you can take new action when things aren't happening, right? Um, so in order to change your vibrational state, if you're this type, then you need to take consistent new action uh, on your goal or your intention every day, right? New action. And that action is about realigning to yourself, realigning yourself to what it is that your intention was, okay? Now, the other kind of people, so another uh, 50% of you, are uh, <clears throat> variable in your um, need for action in order to shift your vibrational state, which means you can take small actions in lots of varied ways in your life, and then it 
kind of all adds up to a bigger change towards your intention. A shift happens because you're making incremental changes in lots of areas in your life. So for example, someone who has a financial goal and they are a, of a consistent sort, they need to take consistent action moving that way every day. If you're a variable sort, then you might make changes in your diet, you might make changes to your working area, you can make changes to your uh, interactions with people across a wide variety of different areas. And all of that will shift your vibration to become more in alignment to making more money or increasing your income, right? So you have to know this about yourself. How do you make that shift? So doing smaller new things across a variety of places in your life can bring you big results, right? You don't have to, you, can, you have to be able to give yourself permission in this case to do a variety of things, not just stick with this consistent step-by-step -step way of getting to where you want to go. All right. Now, also, um, how there's, another kind of set of information about how it is that you make choices to experience what you desire. How do I make that choice? Because some people, and again, probably about 50% of you, um, maybe less actually, because some people come right in the middle and they have to kind of do both. Uh, but most people that I've done are at you know, one or the other ends. Some of you are going to need to be very outcome oriented. In other words, your goal setting or your intentions have to be much more specific, right? They might be that if I, if I say I want to increase my income, then a person that is outcome oriented would need to say, I want to increase, increase my income by 50% by XYZ date. Uh, and this is the dollar amount that I want, right? That's a very specific kind of thinking. So your desired income level or your desired outcome of your goal or intention has to be consistent and congruent to who you are at soul level. But here's the thing. It's up to you to choose. But you also want to be a little bit realistic. Like, is it realistic to say I'm going to double my income this year? It might be. But only you will know that, right? So what does that look like if you're going to if your income has been 40,000 and you're doubling it to 80,000, then you better be aware of what action steps you're going to need to take. You're going to need your whole manifesting blueprint so that you can align yourself with how to do that correctly for you. Um, the other half of you can be less specific because you're not motivated by the goal that shows you. $50,000 income, and I can see steps incrementally that I'm getting there, you're more motivated by who you become in the process of creating this intention or aligning with this intention. So I could say if that if if you're um, if you are a process oriented person because you're more interested in who you become as you go through this process, your goals can be a little less specific. I want to double my income before the end of 2024, to use our same example. Okay, and it doesn't mean that you won't reach that goal. 
right? It doesn't mean that you have to know like every step of the way. So for example, the first type of person that we just talked about, a vision board can be very good for you because it's in your face. You can see it, right? And you know that I have this goal of losing 50 pounds and that means I'm going to need to lose, uh, you know, two to four pounds a month, right? So you have goals that are very specific. On the other hand, this person, a vision board can be okay, but you're not really focused on the details of what's happening. You're more focused on who I, who you're becoming as you go through the process of manifesting that weight loss of 50 pounds or that doubling of your income. Okay. And then there are well, there's one last one we'll talk about since we're getting close to the end of the show here is uh, some people do best. How, how's the way that you're going to experience your divinity best? Because some people do that through um, experiencing it through similarity. I notice people out there that I want to be like. I notice situations that I would like to have in my life. I want to become like, I don't want to become that person, but I want to become like that person. That's called similarity, right? How, how, what do I want to attract to me that's similar? So then I, if I want to create a new business, let's say I want to create a, a new uh, essential oil business. If I'm a similarity person, then I need to be hanging out with people that do things similarly to what I'm doing. I might need to hang out with the oil peoples. I might need to hang out with network marketing people. I might need to hang out with healers that use those kinds of tools in their business, right? Because I'm similarity, I want to be near that type of person, right? Um, likeness is the key. What am I, you know, who's like me? So you might have a mentor or somebody out there that really you resonate with that could be your role model kind of thing. Now, others, and this is me, are contrast, right? You notice your own gifts by noticing how you're different from other people. Like, it's not about being at odds with others. It's not about being different in a conflict sort of way. It's about noticing what your gifts are versus what other people's gifts are. And uh, when setting intentions, then for someone who's like that, it's important to know the difference. Like, how are you different from others? Um, how is your desired uh, outcome of your intention going to make life different for you? Right? Difference, contrast is what you notice versus the others that notice similarity. How is this going to bring me into alignment uh, with people that are similar, that I that I hold in high esteem, perhaps. And on the other hand, if you're a contrast, how does this going to be different from what I've experienced in the past or how others do what they do? Okay. So it's not so easy to just say, okay, I'm going to create this in this year. You have to know who you are. You have to know where you're aligned in that, uh, that sort of template, right? All right. Now, uh, I could say so much more about all of that. I will post under the video on Facebook and on uh, YouTube, where you can find out how to get your own manifesting blueprint done. Reminder, 
that uh, it's almost February 1st, if you can believe that, and the astrology for 2024 reading is only available through the end of February, and then I'm not doing it anymore. It's just too much at that point in time. Uh, so there's still plenty of room, plenty of time to get that done. But if that's something that interests you, you want to go to my website and get that done right away. Uh, let's pull a card, shall we? I want to pull a dream weaver. I think the dream weaver card is perfect for where we are right now in uh, the year. And this is a deck by Colette Baron Reed, right? The dream weavers Oracle. Got to love the artwork here. So let's see what card we get. Terry, good morning to you. When I have my eye on something, I put it out there and drop it like a mic knowing and believing it's going to happen. Here's the thing, knowing and believing are great, but knowing and believing has to lead you to taking action. Doesn't happen without the action. Time to feed the hungry heart. That's kind of cute, right? With the little, <laughs> notice the feet are blender blades. Uh, time to feed the hungry heart, card number 25, which is a seven. And let's see what that says for us. Uh, the essential meaning of this card is time out, self-care, a need to regroup and replenish nourishment. There are times when you work so hard and move so fast, juggling so many things and putting others first, that you don't remember to take care of yourself. When this happens, you start to feel burnt out. You might resist this knowledge and force yourself through the exhaustion to prove you're a hero to show how far you can push yourself. After all, it's impressive being the too busy one, the one who handles it all, isn't it? Well, the universe is not impressed at all. Did you know that the world will continue to spin if you take some time to take care of yourself? Do you remember that what kinds of books or shows you love to explore for the sake of fun? You must build yourself up with stories of hope and redemption, love and goodness, triumph and truth, if you want to write it into your own story. Maybe you need a hot bath and a good cry, or not. A hug from a pet, dancing for the sake of it. A walk where you don't bring your list of to-dos with you. You can accomplish so much more if you include rest, relaxation, fun, spending quality time with your loved ones, healthy food, and a lots of self-love to your menu. It's time to feed your hungry heart and feed it with love. That's a good one. Remember I said, we're not, we're not quite yet to that place. We still have time to consider who we are, where we want to go, what we want to do. The dream time. Feed yourself. All right. That is it for me today. Oh, by the way, reminder, um, on Wednesday morning, I will be on air with uh, Tam from the Energy Almanac. And we're going to take a look ahead at what's coming up for February. Can't believe that, but February. All right, guys, take care. Thank you for joining me. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.